Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast with me, Stu him. I hope you're doing well today. And let me introduce today's guest. Today's guest is Jen Crothers. Now, I was introduced to Jen by Billy Larnath Subways and Rowena Alice, um, both former guests on Hog Racing. And Rowena, have we put Rowena's episode out yet on Off the Beaten Track? I'm not sure. If it's out, then you know how good it is. If it's not, it's coming soon. Anyway, they all DJ on Boogaloo Radio, and it was Jen that set that up. So I think it's towards the end of this podcast, we, re- we really go into it, and you may hear me sound a little bit um, soppy, over, I don't know what you'd call it, over complimentary, but when you hear what she has set up and who she has on that station working there. It's an incredible achievement what she's done. And uh, yeah, and I, and I do lay on a bit thick at the end, but it's only because I just really think it's cool when people just have a punt at something and it comes off. And I just think fair play. Um, so yeah. Uh, before we, we get to it, um, a big thank you to the Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen for letting us record there. Um, they've been really kind. Uh, I've recorded a lot there now and they just let me use the space for free um, because they're nice people. It's also the place where we do the hardcore listing podcast live shows as well. So um, a lot of you guys that have, have been along to them will know the space anyway. Um Big shout out to everybody on the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, big thanks to Screw Pip for supporting this podcast and, yeah, constantly encouraging me to keep pushing this one forwards and, uh, and, and, and everybody else on the network. You know, he's our pod dad. So big props to him. I'm going to stop waffling now and please enjoy this episode of Off the Beaten Track podcast with Jen Crovers. Enjoy. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, stew with it. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast. This is the fourth episode I've recorded today, and uh, I'm fired up on coffee and uh, and, and Red Bull, so uh, I'm rolling there, and because uh, it was a very early start today, but but all is good and. Uh, 
my guest has just turned up. We're at the Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen, so a nice thank you to those guys for, for letting me use their, their space. And my guest today is Jen Crothers. Hello. Is Crothers right? How's it pronounced? Yeah, say brothers. Yeah. Now replace the B with a C. That's what I said, Crothers. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, 27 years of Carruthers, Crowthers. Crowthers was yeah. what I initially thought, but there's no W. There's no W. Thank you. <laughs> that could just be the podcast in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm going to marry a Smith. I don't know who they are, but it has to be a Smith. Yeah. Make my life easier on the phone. Yeah, Spelling yeah. Spelling out my surname. It's not fun. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me down. It's such um, an honour. We got um, we, we got introduced online via um, one of the guests that I recorded with this morning, Rowena Alice. Yeah. And um, Ro was like, "You need to speak to Jen." Jen, <laughs> Jen runs Boogaloo so Radio, <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about Boogaloo Radio as this podcast unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'll say now to the listeners is, um, what we do is we get the guests to go through seven tracks so I've sent Jen these questions in advance and she's sent over a, a song choice so them song choices are available to to listen to uh, on a playlist on Spotify so the links to that will be in all the social media that we do for this so you can go over and listen to the songs that are gonna gonna appear as we work our way through this podcast but track one which mm-hmm. I always start the podcast with is the song with the greatest intro oh yeah so what, you, you, can, you can announce your songs. So I'll cue you up for the, the song choices and I'll let you announce okay. your songs. So I've written notes because off air, I've said, not off air, before we record this, I did say I ramble a lot. So the song with the greatest intro is Linkin Park, um, Lying From You. And I'll just get my notes up. One sec. So was you, was you of an age when you was... A teen, uh, a young teen, I should say, where Lincoln Park were the biggest thing on the planet. Yes. Yeah, so I, um, when I was growing up, I kind of started my my first big love for music. Definitely came like in the form of indie, and I don't know what genre it is, but like Offspring and Puddle yeah. of Mud and all that kind of stuff. I can't, was it around the time I sort of, I don't know. It was it wasn't really new metal then, was it? It was kind what of. Was it? I it don't was know. it was whatever it was it was good and I first got into it because um, I'm only going to say their first name because it's still really embarrassing I really fancied a boy at school at middle school called Michael and he wore a hoodie a black hoodie with flames up it it was an offspring hoodie and I had no gen, like genuine love for music at this point um, but I bought the same hoodie to impress him yeah genuine love for Michael yeah a genuine but a genuine love for Michael um, he's happily married now with children I believe so <laughs> says Facebook so if you're out there Michael um, yeah you were the apple of my eye in middle school but anyway so I bought the same hoodie to impress him and he was like wow you love Offspring too what's your favourite song and I was like you know all of it um, so because I didn't know any of it um, so that's kind of where it began and then um, I which is just such a fake love for music, I guess. And then, um, yeah, then I got into Linkin Park. I don't know, I can't remember how I got into Linkin Park, but I bought, um, that's a lie again, because I was too young to buy anything. I was, um, for Christmas, I got Hybrid Theory theory for Christmas. And um, yeah, every song, every song's amazing. But Lying From You is um, just an amazing song. And it's now on my workout playlist, along with like Khalees and... See, Taylor Swift and <laughs> I find gym playlists 
I've got my, my gym playlist and it's all the kind of obvious ones, you know, it's Rage Against the Machine and Prodigy and, and yeah. all the things. Yeah, angry that songs. Yeah. And, but I find now that it's starting to, my association with them songs is like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to go to the gym. And, uh, and so it's kind of, See, it I'm taints the them. Oh, so really? I get so excited about working out because of the playlist. Really? So I never want to go to the gym. I'm not a gym buddy. I will never believe that. Can we swear? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't believe the bullshit of, oh, I just love going to the gym. But I genuinely get excited about running through Hampstead Heath if I've got a banging playlist. I get, yeah. gen I get off on it. I love yeah. it so much. Like going downhill, preferably, yeah. um, with a song like Lying From You, it's just, it's so euphoric. You've got to be careful there, right? Because you can kind of run downhill and get lost in the music and that thing can happen where your legs go too fast for your body, right? That happened um, last Monday and I've been a write-off for two weeks. <coughs> I had to go to A&E. Fuck, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows about it as well. I've only just now... Uh, started repairing, yeah. <laughs> right, hang on, hang on. Right. I, I don't care that all of your friends know about it, right? Explain it to me. To, uh, give so me the scenario. I've gone to a festival and um, came back on the Sunday feeling a bit worse for wear. Monday comes around, as it does every week, and you know that feeling of, like, you know, need to go to the gym and sort my life out and burn a few of those beers off. Yeah. And I was running not very fast on a very level surface to the gym and my, yeah, my I think it might it was either this song or um, Red Hot Chili Peppers can't stop because both yeah. I, it was really hard to choose the intro because yeah. both of them are just wild, and um, my legs just got tangled and I just went flying and I had like six people around me. No <laughs> yeah. proper audience. Yeah, you can see. Obviously, this isn't great content for podcasting, but you can kind of see still the bruising on my wrist. So did you? Did you get up straight away and try and make no, it? No, I was oh, winded. I, oh couldn't, no. I couldn't breathe, no. So you had that um, crowd of people asking you if you was all right and yeah. all that, a proper scene? Yeah, oh yeah, outside a cafe as well. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't do things by halves. If I'm going down, I'm fucking going down. Oh do my you know God. I mean? um, but yeah, so that is on my workout playlist. But no, you're right in that sense that if the songs are too good, you just get lost at the moment. And yeah. When you does go it go from a tit in the middle of um, a very public space? So when does it go from like what's the criteria from going from I took a tumble to there was a scene? I don't know because I think it's got to be people, isn't it? I, f I fall over a lot, and <laughs> the way I fell, I can only describe it as if imagine if I was rock climbing um, on Mount Everest. It was a similar kind of fall, but I was just jogging in Highgate. Yeah, I went flying. It was really dramatic, but um, yeah. I blame That's the playlist. got to be on CCTV not, somewhere, not the fact. isn't it? I was uh, hungover from a two-day festival. I blame the playlist. Definitely blame the playlist. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, I just, every time I listen to that song, I just can't get over how good it is. It's so good. To the point where you have to throw yourself on the floor and bend yourself. Yeah, on the floor and make a massive scene in front of lots. And there was one lady, um, she, she ran to the pharmacy opposite and bought a packet of because being the English person that I am, I was like, I'll give you some money, but also try not to be sick. And she ran into the off, uh, to this pharmacy and bought a packet of um, like antibacterial wipes. Oh, and she bless. was comparing me to her two seven-year-old boys. They fall over all the time. I'm not being funny. You've probably done all right there because 
I think maybe sort of 20 years ago, someone would have just licked a bit of tissue and, and Yeah, and you can't do it anymore. That. You know, you can't give someone a plaster. It's illegal. Really? Yeah, teachers can't give children plasters anymore because some kids are allergic. Yeah. Well, gone mad. I know, the world's gone mad. What next? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, well, so I don't want to talk too much about Linkin Park at this point because I think as this podcast unfolds and we talk about the things that started to influence you as you started to develop as a person throughout school and clubbing and things like that. Yeah. And I'm sure that that, that, that that genre and that music will feature again there. Mm -hmm. So if we go to, to track two, yes. which is the first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. Oh yeah, Only You by Ashanti. Okay. Um, Emotionally, how? I don't know. So I just remember that I couldn't stop listening to it. And... Every time I listen to it, I pull this weird face where I'm just like, it's just like, you know, when you feel something Is that so the face much. Now? Yeah, and your nose goes up inside of yeah. your head and you're like, yes, it's so good. And I think the reason why I like it is, even though it is R&B and it's sort of, it's from the, it's from like the glory days of MTV where like yeah. R&B blew up mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody wanted the music channels and MTV. But there's this, there's a whole part of it that's also like a rock song and it's got this amazing guitar riff. It's like over-compressed something happening in the background and the intro and I remember loving the music video and I don't know, the lyrics, I mean, they're pretty standard lyrics, R&B songs. It's all about like, you know, wanting your fella. Of course. Um, but like, yeah, no, I just, I think it might have been the really intense like guitar riff in the background that's like evoked this thing in me. I don't know, because I was way too young to and be so like listening to that kind of stuff. Emotionally as in it made you feel joy or sadness? It makes or me feel like, I don't know. It makes me feel like, like a sassy woman. It just makes, oh, okay. it's just such a good song. Um, How old was you then? Oh God, I can't, well, I, I can't remember the year it came out, but I dread to think I was probably like 13. Okay. I remember being at high school and we, oh my goodness, I'm having flashbacks. There was a website you could go on and you could type in music and you could listen to it. And that was like really revolutionary. Like that, I don't think YouTube, it either wasn't a thing or wasn't that big at the time. No, that was it, it'd been blocked. And there was a website we found and in IT class, we'd sit and like listen I wish I could remember the name of the website. And I listened to that um, and the other song by um, Lil Bow Wow, Sexy Can I. Do you remember he did that dance? Like, Sexy Can I. So it was like that kind of... This is podcast gold here. You're seeing some gold. moves. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it just, it just it's the first song that I just... It was like, you know when you have a roast dinner... And you're so sick and you're so full and you couldn't possibly get another thing. But if someone offered you another plate of potatoes and gravy, you're like, yes, yeah. it's going in. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've never become sick of it. I just, I just love it. And I forgot about it until I did this podcast. And then I was trying to really think about one song, like the first song that I was just obsessed with and just like, it really like made me feel something. And are you, that was it. Are you still like that, Nad? If you hear a new record that you like, do you like literally have it on repeat? Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, it, it goes to the top it. of my Spotify playlist, and if it's lucky, it makes the cut onto my workout playlist because that you need some motivational shit on there. Like yeah. you can't, you know, just put any old stuff on yeah. there. I think um, you should leave the headphones at home and just focus on the road and, and what's he, in front of you. In hindsight, yes, because I could die. Yeah, sure, but um, yeah. So, so 
going back to when you first, where, where, where was you living? Where was you born? I was born, I was born in Berlin, of all okay. places, but I'm, I'm not from any, I don't think, any German heritage at all. No, my dad was actually in the army. My mum was working at a pub um, and they met. And then I came to England before I was even a year old and we moved to a very exotic place in the UK called Norwich. This is so <laughs> weird. I've just recorded the podcast with Josh Weller. Mm-hmm. Josh Weller was brought up um, on an army base because his mum, his dad was in uh, the Air Force. Uh-huh. And then they moved from that to Norwich. How old is Josh? Uh, oh, uh, I don't want to offend him. I don't know. 28, maybe? I probably know him. Yeah. I probably know him from... Because everyone in Norwich seems to know each other. That's crazy. Well, you know... <laughs> That's quite strange. Okay, so... Um, when you was in, in Norwich, um, was your dad... Like, was you on a, 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 a military base? Or? No, not at all. So... Um, I don't think, I've never asked. No, so I was born in Berlin and then I moved over, I think I was probably about seven or eight months old, moved to Norwich to a place called Horsford. Um, And then when I was seven, moved to a place called Hainford, which was kind of country bumpkin living. Um, Still in Suffolk or Norfolk? In Norfolk, in Norwich, very much. This is like (laughs) full-on Norwich here. Well, Norwich is the city and then it's Norfolk. So I guess it's not really Norwich, it's Norfolk. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. And then moved to an even more exotic place called Taverham in just on the outskirts of Norwich. Um, Yeah. That's quite a lot of moving. Yeah, I guess so. Every few years. Um... And then I went to, let me get this right. Then I moved to Wroxham, which is where the broads are. And the broads are kind of what puts Norwich on the map, as well as Partridge and um, the band that we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, Yeah. And then I went to Leeds College of Art in Leeds, would you believe it? Well, so going back then to, 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 you know, to growing up um, in the, surrounding areas mm-hmm. of Norwich like was there music on at home not really no so I think the first time I kind of fell in love with music is probably when we got Sky TV and all my friends had Sky and it was it's really glamorous thing to have and then we got Sky I don't remember when I think we tried to get on those digi boxes that didn't really work yeah. we had like two music channels on like eight channels apart you had mm-hmm. to go through like QVC and everything um, and then then we got Sky and it was a bit of a game changer because you had like maybe 20 to 30 channels like there was MTV I don't know the official names but like there was like the R&B one the rock one the main one um and then gradually it all went to shit because obviously like loads of reality TV came in Mm -hmm. but that was that was amazing and then I've always listened to like one of my secrets that I do tell people but it's a bit embarrassing is that like I, I love Chris Moyles so like on this, on the way to school every day it'd be like the breakfast show on Radio 1 and I love the Radio 1 breakfast show to this day um, Greg James just did his first one today and listened to it um, yeah so it wasn't really at home but having MTV I think opened up my world of like hip hop and R&B because I think I got Sky when that kind of boomed that yeah. kind of sexy um, you know, hot tub, bling videos, champagne, yeah. bling bling videos. It was all like really, and like Eminem blew up and stuff like that. So, and I guess at, at you know, 12, 13, 14, that, that's got a wow factor to it, right? Yeah, it was. Um, it's a world that. It was America, really. Because yeah, yeah. you're like, now it's more British hip hop, that's the rock and roll stars. Yeah. But 
it, yeah, it was like American hip hop artist. It just seemed so glamorous, and it was up there with like like movie glamour. Yeah, and a world away from sleepy villages. In a world away from yeah places like Helsden and Taverham. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, if we move it forward a little bit, then to to, to being at school. Um, uh, in and around Norwich, I asked you for track three to choose a song that reminds you of your time at school. Um, so, piecing together what you've said already, I imagine this is secondary school, right? Um, well, weirdly, as a bit of a East Anglia trivia, okay. in East Anglia, we have first school, middle school and high school. And I didn't know anything about secondary and primary until I went to um, uni. Really? And people were really like blown away that I went to a middle school and I was like, what the hell is primary and secondary? So, if you're so, what was the next question? That the song reminds you of your time at school. So that would be that would be high school okay. for me because that would be the age of thirteen to seventeen. So, middle school is the ages. So that would be year four to seven. So that would be twelve would be the oldest minus. So you join middle school when you were no. Eight, eight or nine, depending where, when you were born. That's so weird. I've never heard of that. I know, it's crackers, isn't it? But I'd never heard of secondary and primary. And so there's three different buildings as well? No, different places. So you would go to first school, and then during your third year, your parents would have to be like, shit, oh, I've got to find a middle school. And then it's three different schools. And then you get to like year seven, and then there would be high schools associated with the middle school that would give them first choice sort of yeah. thing. So my, my choices were Tavram High School or Helsden and... All of my friends, middle school, went to Taverham. Taverham? No, not Taverham. They all went to a place called Sprouston High School, or as in Nor Norwich, let's say Sprouston. And um, I, went, I, got, I got shafted with Helsden High School because a bus stopped outside my house. Yeah. So, yeah, so high school. So you had to leave all your friends and go to a new school? Yeah, on to, by myself. How was that? It was, um, I, do you know what? I remember in first year of high school determined to hate everyone, hate everything. So I was like, I hate, I've, I've been forced into this hell. Um, but actually, yeah, it was, I met a whole new world of people. I say a whole new world, they were like villages apart, but in Norwich, that is basically from people from Mars. Um, yeah, no, it was great. Helsing. So did you enjoy that school? Event, after year eight, yes, I did. Um, yeah. It was good, and I found my like little group of girlfriends and stuff. Who actually, one of them, I went to their wedding this year, so that was quite nice. So, obviously, you've you, you've built a career for yourself in radio now. Yeah. And and so was that, you know, at school was you, you spoke about going into school listening to Moles on the Breakfast Show and mm -hmm. things like that. Was that already kind of planting seeds that this was something that I'd be interested in doing? Not at all. I used to make jokes about how the one job I could never do would be a DJ because I've got a terrible choice of music, because all my friends would be like, well, kind of sick form and upwards, be into like cool indie stuff, mm -hmm. alternative, like house, and dubstep blew up and all the rest of it. I, and I just loved R&B. Um, my love for radio, jumping forward maybe like another 15 years, only really started in like maybe, maybe like five to four years ago. Okay. Because I've always wanted to be a presenter. And then... I, I, after graduating, worked in advertising in Soho as a copywriter um, with my best friend Gina, who's the art director, and that's a whole story in itself. But um, cutting a long story short, I was walking around Soho 
and I found a place called Soho Radio, and I couldn't believe there was a radio station in the back of a coffee shop. Mm -hmm with people playing whatever they wanted to play. I thought yeah. it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's got lots of little studios downstairs as well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, was, I was just blown away. And um, I really wanted to be a presenter. So I quit my big bougie, woozy job in advertising to be a presenter. Oh, I think I was 20, well, 23? Let's, we'll pick up on that in a yeah, bit. Yeah, I was going to say, let, let, we've let, jumped let, ahead. <laughs> let, let's go back to, um, you wanted to present. So at, at school, was, was you a show off at school? Was you a confident? I think I was, was so you? naive of myself. Like, I had no idea what cool meant. I didn't really know what... I don't know. I think I've always been quite fearless that I've always just been unapologetically myself, if that makes sense. So I've never... That's a good quality, right? Yeah, but without meaning to. So sometimes I do come across like a bit of a twit. Um, such a good word. That's twit, such a good it? word. I was going to say twat, but I didn't yeah. seem crass. No, twit is um, brilliant. <laughs> I, think, I think twit is more offensive. I think twit like, just has that thing where it just it makes you sound really stupid, doesn't it? If someone goes, yeah. oh, you twit, like, I just think, oh, God, that's really insulting or my div. intelligence. It sounds yeah. like you're a div. Yeah, twit, uh, moron. Um, yeah. Idiot. Idiot. Oh, God, that's cutting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I quite like that. Fool. Like, right. if someone calls you an arsehole, you're like, I probably am I'm down sometimes. with that. I'm like, down I with can that. be. But someone calls you, like, an idiot, you're like, God, I'm really stupid. Yeah, yeah. My um, wife will call me a fool sometimes, and I just think, <laughs> oh, that's really oh, offensive. <laughs> it's going to take a long time to come back from this. Um, yeah. So, I want, obviously, you haven't actually mentioned the track um, that reminds you of your school days. Oh, yeah, Sweet Female Attitude, yeah. I'll Bring You Flowers. It's yeah. actually not called I'll Bring You Flowers. What's it, is it called, called Flowers? I think it's just called Flowers. Yeah. Do you know what? Spotify is a weird one. If you try and look it up and type in I'll Bring You Flowers, it's got no results. And I'm like, really? Spotify, one of the biggest songs yeah. of the past 20 years? Yeah. And you can't just think, maybe they mean flowers. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, this reminds me of, so going back to middle school in Norwich, um, me and my friend, my best friend at the time, sorry, high school in Norwich, my best friend, um, Stacey Curzon, sorry, Stacey Pullen now, she's the lady that got married this year. Okay. Um, we used to go um, for weekends and stay in her nan and grand static caravan in Great Yarmouth, and we would play this on repeat. It was like our favourite tune. Yeah. Um, and so I've always had a bit of a dark love for Garage. I just, I just love it. I love it so much. And I DJ at some really um, cool bars, which are very about like, the music. And you've got to yeah. play that really cool, like, soul and funk and disco. And I always manage to slip this in. And I'm always so chuffed to see middle-aged men knowing every single word. It's never going <laughs> to do anything but, but You can't but offend anyone with that track. Yeah. Like, I'll bring you flowers in the pouring rain. Living without you is driving me insane. I'm sorry. But, like, you can't dislike those lyrics. They're just lovely. It's, it's a... Oh, it's, it's a stone-cold dance classic, right? It's a stone-cold dance. It's a heartless dance track. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a great, lovely, euphoric song. And it's about breakup, but it's about someone just doing whatever they can with a garage beat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so that <laughs> evokes a, a nice memory. A lovely memory. It reminds me of like when MP3 players first came in and you probably could fit five yeah. on there and mum and dad couldn't afford iPods, God forbid, yeah. so it'd be like some weird thing they'd buy from the Asda tech counter yeah. and um, the break after about a month of use and yeah, but that one... That one but there's, there's something that. nice about the fact that you've got an MP3 player that holds maybe five tracks on it because them five tracks, you will absorb them, right? Yeah. 
Whereas, oh, yeah. you know, I've, I've still got a very old iPod that I keep in my car. And, and that's got thousands upon thousands of tracks on there. And each week, you know, because of the, the, the club DJ, and I'll still get promos, I'll download them, I'll yeah. put them on there. And I never listen to them. Because no. there's so much, and, like, and I'll go in there, and I'll still go back to the same five albums time and time again. But I think if you've just got only so much at your disposal, then them five tracks, you're just going to really, really indulge yourself with them, right? And then yeah. they're going to kind of etch themselves on your brain to the fact that you responded to that question by straight away evoking a memory of being yeah, at a static caravan a in Yarmouth. Yeah, exactly. Cruising down the seafront with my friend Stacey in, you know if someone had just passed our driving test yeah. we were getting in that car my mum and dad are going to cry when they hear this um, yeah and just going to the arcades and um, we had actually a really funny but if you would have had Spotify that wouldn't have happened right oh no no, and there would have been that thing in the car where you're changing the song every 20 yeah. seconds yeah. and because you've got so much choice and so much freedom and yeah go on you was going to say I was going to say a funny story about the arcades so um, me and my friend Stacey we would go down the arcades in Yarmouth and, um, you know, in the, the 2P machines, we, we, there's this really, like, posh one with the 10P machine. Right. So you're looking at spending at least £7. At that age, that's, like, a month's worth of pocket money. Yeah. And there was... So she's called Stacey, I'm called Jen. There was this... We were really into, like, fake Diamante jewellery, so, like, Gucci earrings that had, like, Diamantes in them, like, classic gems, basically. Yeah. And um, there was this necklace that you could win. You know, the 2P machines where... It, With the sliding drawer yeah, type. Yeah, and you yeah. do... You'd spend, like, £10 to get, like, a plastic bug. Like, yeah. it, it was all about the winning thing. There was always an iPod, right? There was Never going like to win it. glued to the yeah. frigging thing. But there was this, this horrible necklace with a giant Diamante P on it. P. And for some reason, we we decided we had to have this necklace. And her poor nanny like lent us some money. Your Jen and your friend's name was Stacy. Okay. Right. So this we forgot this, and we must have spent I'm going to say nearly twenty pounds. And to the point where this young lad who was running the arcade came over. I think we I was like we jammed the machine, and this guy came over and was like, "Girl, was like what like what is it you want in here?" And he brutally just turned the key, opened the door, picked it and gave it to us. And we were like, yes. And then we looked at it and we were like, we can't wear this because our friends, and to this day, I've always called her Pacey Person. But now it'll be, now she got married to a pullin. That's why it's brilliant. I hope she wore it on her wedding day. Well, I don't, it's not in existence anymore, but it would have been great. Yeah. So now I said to her, I was like, I know why you're marrying him. I know why. Figures. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a shit story but it's true that's amazing <laughs> so track four Jen I've asked you to pick the first record that, um, that you remember buying um, which is Nelly Furtado that's correct I'm like a bird yeah yes yeah, so it's a nice song I like that I bought that from Asda it was an album for 9.99 because as I got a bit older I got more pocket money and um, this is Asda, CDs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. CDs. So in Asda, it was always next to the clothing section. There was like the CD section, and there would always be like the chart CDs. And it would always, if it was near Christmas time, you would just go, "I want that." There'd be always like five albums. You'd choose the one you want because it was nine ninety nine. And um, I bought this, but before I bought this, because you can't, you couldn't really Google stuff on your phone at this time because it must have been like what two thousand four or something stupid. Okay. Um, I got told it was a song by Faith Hill, the country and western singer. So I was like, right, I'll buy her album. So I bought a Faith Hill album before I bought this, thinking that I'm Like a Bird was by Faith Hill. And I got it, I was so sad, because 
it was a lot of money. Did and you persevere with Faith Hill? Yeah, I can't remember any of her tracks now, but I remember forcing myself to like her music because I was like, well, I've got... You've invested 9 99 got a Faith Hill album. And then eventually I got it right and got the Nelly Furtado album. And um, yeah, but she's done so well. Like, she is just so iconic and I love her. Um, I've yeah. not seen her do anything for a long time. Obviously, she, she after she this album... She made a comeback with Tim Man Eater. Sorry? Man Eater, yeah? Did yes. Great right. video. Yeah. I, saw the, I saw the making all video. It was quite yeah. cool. Um, and then, she, yeah, she did that comeback with Timberland. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, but I think she's one of these people that could just release a track tomorrow and you'd be like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll buy that. Because yeah. she's just so... She's like, she's like Madonna or something. It's weird that she's, you know, managed to kind of put herself in that sort of situation where so many artists must feel the need to consistently be public and consistently be in people's mindset mm. and, and to churn out music yeah she's because not, she's not a one-hit wonder woman. no and you know so you don't find that you, you you become that you know forgotten and and it must be lovely to be able to just think well look when i'm ready to make some music then i'll put that out as and when and, and there's, yeah. there's still demand there for it that's that's quite rare in this day and age you know because it, it all moves rare. so fast and it's all so disposable now yeah no I, I totally understand what you mean but yeah i just i love that song as well because i don't know just kind of makes me feel like free and i think that i love songs like that which it's a bit of a hairbrush track. Everyone knows the songs like the I'll Bring You Flowers. There's something in it that's just so like freeing and it's very feminist without meaning to be. It's not like Pussy Riot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, It's, it's, yeah. Sounds like summer. It sounds like summer. Um, and you could play it now and it doesn't feel too like throwback cheesy. Oh, it's not dated. It. I think it's yeah. like, because I think that I might be wrong, but it sounds like it's kind of live drums on it. It's not like, you know, kind of programmed drums. So I think that's some of the things that, that with your R&B and things like that, a lot of it does sound of its time just because technology and production yeah. evolves so quickly now that, you know, maybe it yeah. gets lost. And I, and I don't think that song does. I think that's, uh, that's a solid choice there. Okay, well, for track five, Jen, I've asked you to pick the song that soundtracked your time clubbing. Your clubbing years. I can't remember what I chose. Uh, you chose Khalees Milkshake. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, Khalees Milkshake. Um, yeah. It just, that opening, I'm not going to sing it because it sounds weird out loud, but it, I just love that track for being so, like, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. But it makes so much sense. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of, like, connotations of, of like, a woman's milkshake bringing yeah. a boy to... Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. 
burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The yard and stuff, and Urban Dictionary actually does have its own uh, interpretation of that, so everyone can Google that for themselves. But it does, like... It basically makes no sense, but it's become yeah. such an iconic phrase. And I, I don't think there's anyone out there who hasn't heard of it or doesn't maybe know the lyrics. It's a stone-cold banger. It's a stone-cold banger. It's just the most ridiculous song. And I love Khalees. I love all her music, actually. Bossy. Bossy's Bo- That's on the workout playlist. Oh, mate, yeah? rightly so. Um, she did the, I hate you so yeah, much yeah. right now. That was a breakthrough yeah. hit, right? It was, it, all of her tunes are so good. Again, such an independent woman. She's almost like the kind of rogue Beyonce. Beyonce for me has become too polished and yeah. too much of like a gimmick of herself. Yeah. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying that. But Khalees, to me, she kind of, yeah, she represents what it means to be like a female artist. Yeah, I, I met her. Phrase, uh, I, I went to uh, T4 on the beach with, with someone that I was working with at the time and, uh, and, and, and literally bumped into her. And, uh, yeah. Was she really and, nice? Uh, she was really nice. <laughs> she just hit you because she's no, no, so she, angry. <laughs> no, she was really, really cool. I, I literally just said hello. And, uh, she was like, hi. And uh, she was being ferried from one interview to another. She was sitting on a haystack uh, Obviously, it's and, uh But yeah, she, she, she looked incredible as well. Yeah. Uh, super cool. Um, so by the time you're at clubbing, mm-hmm. so let's fast forward to say... When I was 18. 18, obviously. Yeah. Uh, where was you then? I was still in Norwich. Okay. So I went to university when I was um, 21. Okay. So um, we're 18, let's go start there first with the clubbing. And so was that going to the kind of commercial tanny clubs in Norwich? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So Norwich has actually quite a cool um, sort of indie scene, which I didn't touch or go near. You got the waterfront. and yeah, yeah, which to me would be like where the weirdos would go. Yeah. Um, and I went to, there's a strip in Norwich called Prince of Wales Road. Okay. And if you're ever in Norwich, hit it up. Okay. <laughs> it's so at this point, you hadn't really took much notice of guitars and no, that kind of scene? No, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I loved going to all the big nightclubs. Um, if you were lucky, you got into the VIP area, because that meant you were really, you really made it in Norwich if you're in the VIP area. Do you know, it's harder to get into VIP in Norwich than it is in any member's bar in central London. Right. It, you really need social status in Norwich to get into. And there's loads of people there who work for Aviva, buying champagne. And it's, yeah, you have to really be someone to what get are your, What are your thoughts on, um, as, as a club promoter, I've, I've always... I've never entertained that yeah. VIP, um, like minimum spend thing. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I liked it because, well, being a stupid eighteen-year-old girl that I was, I liked it for the fact that it would always be the same crowd, and I think maybe I've just got to the nut of it. It would always be the same crowd in there, and I think that's probably why members' bars if we're going to go on that tangent, work, because you're always going to... If you go often enough into, like, these, like, private areas or, mm. like, 
it's always just going to be the same select few. And if you do like that kind of like familiarity thing and safe zone, then I guess that's why people like it. Yeah. Also, on top of that, you know, there's some dude that's just bought a massive magnum of, you know, Bollinger or whatever. Like yeah. a lot, an 18 year old girl who's working at a hairdresser's in Norwich. Yeah. Great. Like, so, so, <laughs> so that was, yeah, I mean, to, to differentiate from what it would be now in central London to, to, to Norwich, like, what was, a, what was a Norwich VIP experience? Okay, well, um, no, well, there'd always be a secret entrance at the door, so you, and you'd queue up and you would hope to God the sort of creepy eye working on the door would remember you from the last week and he'd pull you out of the crowd and put you through the secret door on the right and you'd get like your special wristband and I'm stuff. loving this Narnia shit. There's like a secret door. Yeah, and, and you'd look back at the queue like, mm, I'm better than you. Um, so there was that element to it. Um, it it's... Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm my best nights out at these clubs in Norwich. Like to this day, like some of my, there was um, a nightclub which is now called Tau, as Norwich people like to call it Teo, um, called Optic, and they see ladies night on a Wednesday. So during certain songs, there'd be free wine for the ladies. Um, but yeah, and, and it was every Wednesday, and it was the best music at the, that was R&B. Not, it wasn't really hip hop, kind of hip hop. Now it'd be classed as hip hop, yeah. but back then it was all just R&B, yeah. and the DJs would play everything that I loved, and yeah. it was just the best. It was like called Optic Wednesdays or something. Let me, let me tell you about um, a venue called the Circus Tavern in Essex. Uh, it's in a very rough part of Essex. Uh, kind of, so it's the next sort of little town on the map from where, from where I grew up, where I live. And I never frequented it because I'd, I'd kind of found the club that I worked at and yeah. I still work at, uh, which was in the, in the alternative kind of venue. But the Circus Tavern on a Friday night would do your kind of your, your cliche chart night. But it was over two floors. And so when you got there, guys were separated from girls. On purpose? Yeah. And then the guys would go upstairs and the girls would go downstairs for the first two hours. And in them two hours, there was strippers upstairs no. and strippers downstairs. Obviously, girl strippers upstairs, guy strippers downstairs. And so you'd go in there and then at 11, they'd open it up so the strippers would finish and then the both floors would kind of then sort of interact and there was a buffet. I love buffets. I fucking love a buffet. Oh my god! Right. What? So you got this is this is bonkers. So there's strippers and a buffet. Yeah. Which, which great name for a club? Strippers and buffets. <laughs> Eat all a you can. <laughs> a, a stripper buffet. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if Optic Wednesdays put on like you know a few sausage rolls and yeah. finger sandwiches, that's where that's why it yeah. went under in the end. I mean, I think it's probably a little bit dated that concept of um, boys and girls. And then what about the gender neutral people? Exactly. They just have to stand outside until the strippers yeah. were allowed to have some of the buffet. Like, exactly. Would, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know now. where we'd have to go with that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then I remember once going to um, a nightclub with my mates, and, uh, and, and they were all in sort of construction. And they were like, we're going to this singles night in Brentwood. And this is kind of <laughs> maybe pre Towie. Yeah. Because uh, I, live, I live next to sort of Brentwood, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and that's a very strange place to go to now. Um, but there was this place called Ashwell's, I don't know if it's still there, and it was like a kind of 
over 25 singles night. And I know when, when, when I got there, I was the only guy there. Maybe one of my mates had any hair left on their head. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember going in there and, and it was just full of divorcees and, and, and they were all, it, it, was, it was quite desperate. Yeah. And, and I just thought, oh God, this is not my not bag. <laughs> so I went, because there was a pool there as well. Not that you could go in the swimming pool. And I'm making this sound a lot more glamorous than what it was. Yeah. But when I walked out, just to get some fresh air or whatever, there was a guy next to the pool with a barbecue. And, it, and I was like, what's the story with this? He went, oh, it's three burgers. What? And I was like, you think well, it's free barbecue. And like, <laughs> meanwhile, all my mates are literally <laughs> chatting to 40-something women when they're in their sort of early so 30s. So three burgers and 40 women to two yeah. ratio. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, so they were all in there dancing away to let me be your fantasy and stuff like that. And I was thinking, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> i got a pint here and, uh, and I'm literally, I can have another sausage if I want one. Yeah, of course you can. Oh, mate, I'm going nowhere. So, it yeah. Would, yeah, either way, it's a great night. Yeah. Hello. I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. It's really weird because, like, you know, putting on events around, where, you know, in, in East London now where we're, where we're sitting, and you just see the kind of people's going out habits and how the fact that people want an experience when they go out. Now, they want to go and jump in a giant ball pool. They want to play darts. They want to play indoor golf. They want to do something. How far are we from it being, you know, a new event where, like, you know, you pay... Ten pound entry, and you know there there is a, a buffet in a club. I th- yeah, it well, must be happening circle, somewhere in Brick like Lane. an ironic normal night yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that could actually become the new hipster. Yeah, sort of like a DJ playing good music. Yeah, there's a buffet and it's yeah. a tenner to get in. Yeah, you might have to queue. I fucking love a buffet. I love a buffet. That's why um, when I was invited to Stacey Pullen with a P's wedding, she also messaged me. She was like, "Also, I know how much you love a buffet," and I'm like. Yeah, never forget. Yeah, we've buffets. never done in hardcore listing. We've still yet to do top five buffet foods, and it's been one that oh. I just couldn't rush into it. And I, it's going to take me a long time to narrow it down to five yeah. because there'd be so many subgenres. <laughs> different types of buffets. Exactly. A buffet. It's very different to a wedding buffet. You can't have party rings at a funeral. God, I've never even thought of that. <laughs> See, this is the sort of stuff I'd go rushing in. Rushing in and fluff it on the yeah. first dish. God. <laughs> I would have been... Yeah, you can't have a joyous buffet at a, a sombre event, can no, you? No, you can't have a chocolate fountain at a, bu- at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Oh, that's People amazing. People crying, dipping their marshmallows into the chocolate, getting tears in the bloody Oh, take fountain. comfort in the buffet. Amazing. No, you've got to keep it quite neutral at a funeral. Mm. Yeah. Good point. No. All right. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I just can't get my head around the fact that there could be a chocolate fountain at a funeral. See, the thing is... I will probably roll my eyes and be terribly English and go, that's quite inappropriate, isn't it? But then I'll be in but, a queue with a plate is, full of marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Can I just get a stick of marshmallows? Forget the strawberries. <laughs>
Who wants strawberries <laughs> with chocolate? I don't get that either. Uh, I know. Um, see, I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into my um, fruit on a stick at a funeral. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. Please edit that out. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to um, track six, Jen, yep. which is your favourite song from an artist from your hometown. Yes. Okay. Well, home county. Okay. Because they're from Lowestoft. Right. So it is The Darkness with I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Rock classic, right? It's just, I can't believe how good it is. I can't believe these Muppets wrote this song. It is yeah. so good. I don't think they can believe they wrote it, to yeah. be honest. And um, I've got a bit of a confession that I really fancy the lead singer, Justin. Do you know what? You're not the first person to say that. He's, there's something about him. He's so gross. But he's so funny. Like, he's so funny. He's, he's got some serious confidence, right? He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And he's, I actually went with um, one of my best friends, Jerry. I went to see the Hollywood Vampires. Have you heard of this band? No. So it's made of Joe Perry, um, Alice Cooper, and Johnny Depp. And it's based on this era of people which were called the Hollywood Vampires, um, people that came to Hollywood and... I think a deceased... I mean, I'm not doing the, the background of it justice, but if you Google Hollywood vampires, it was what this whole movement in Hollywood. Anyway, so they now do... Um, it's like a covers band. Believe it or not, Johnny Depp, Joe Perry, and um, Alice Cooper are in a covers band called the Hollywood Vampires. And um, me and my friend Jerry went to see them, and um, the support band, and I didn't know this was going to happen, and I've always wanted to see The Darkness. They were the support band, and they're from Lowestoft. And I was just losing my mind. And where was this gig? This was at um, Wembley, right. in Wembley. And, of course, everyone was there to see Alice Cooper and um, Jean... Um, I beg your pardon. Joe Perry. Joe Perry. And a little bit of... Jo Johnny Depp was morbid, morbid curiosity. Yeah. You know, like, what's he going to play? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the darkness of one. And do you know what? He was hilarious. Like, laugh out loud funny on yeah. stage. And he's self-deprecating. And I just think he's one of these people who's like, I just can't believe my luck. Yeah. And it comes through. Like, you get some people, like, especially young bands today, they get one hit, they get to go on BBC Introducing, and they think they're rock stars. And I don't really believe there's any rock stars at the moment. But... Like, I just think the Darkness are... They're just such a fabulous band. And it's a shame they were so... Like, I think the music video didn't do the song justice. I think it made it too gimmicky. Mm. Um, it was, and it was slightly gimmicky, but... Yeah, but the Darkness, you know, as, as much as... They're solid songs. Yeah. But, you know, they're a gimmick, I think. You know, in, in regards to... They weren't self-styled, were they? they? They were styled completely on hair metal. And yeah. who's the other band, the, the big American band that do all the hair metal oh, stuff? Um, friggin... And they're like a gimmick band, aren't yeah. they? I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's bothering me now. But uh, Steel Panther. Steel Panther, that's and it, like, Steel Panther. Yeah, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I'm of an age where I grew up just not liking Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi. And, and you know, I, I weren't a cool kid, but when Nirvana dropped, it was like, man, you're going to just wear a pair of shorts and a lumberjack shirt and, and have something to say. And I think because of my... I just didn't like that kind of 80s hair metal thing. And it was cheesy. It was cheesy. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Motley Crue thing, and I just, I just never got it. And but I, that's why I really respect The Darkness, because... They're so, like, 
50 years our plays. But it was solid songs, though. That's the and thing. You just look at them and you're like, fair enough. You And you completely wrote that and you completely produced that. And yeah. that's a, like, like, a lot of bands don't do that these yeah. days. And, that, and the thing is, as well, they've always done really well. Like, Taylor Swift is a massive fan. She goes to all their gigs. Really? A lot of, well, a lot of their gigs. They, and they know they're silly. They actually have no ego, yeah. in a way. Yeah. They're so comfortable in their own skin. They, I, I think that's probably my attraction to yeah. my future husband, Justin, yeah. um, is that, in a way, he, he knows it's all a bit silly and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, just, I think there's a lot of like, honesty Yeah, there. completely. And they did that song... Um, the Christmas one. Uh, uh, the bell, uh, the bells or something. Yeah. There's always some bells or let something. Let the bells ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And I, Don't yeah. let the bells end. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, and also, you, Framlingham, yes, it is. A lot of my friends went to Framlingham Earl High School. Oh, right. Is that the school you can see from a castle? I don't know. I never went there. It's really it's nice. It's meant to be posh. It's, it's, no, I wouldn't say it's too posh. It's quite... Well, maybe it is. It's twee. It's lovely. Yeah. I've never been over that way, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I forgot about Ed Sheeran, but I just... I can't... He don't need talking about I'm anymore. I'm sorry. I can't bring myself to do it anymore. I don't, I don't think he... I don't hate him. A lot of people are like, I hate him. But like, I'm like, I don't hate him. I respect him. I respect any artist that's doing well because you're doing well in your job. Um, but I just think he was almost Jamie T and he then suddenly just became a pop star. And yeah, yeah I just think his first songs that he brought out was so, well, really gritty, like songwriting and had so much, I don't know, so much meaning behind them. And now I'm just like, I don't know. I just yeah. don't, it doesn't, doesn't make me feel anything. The nice songs, and yeah. it's on the radio. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, good. it's yeah. a lovely song. But yeah. I just think he had so much opportunity to do something. And if you're, you're 12, 13, you shouldn't be getting excited by music that your mum and your nan are getting excited about no. as well, right? You it's sh- like even a 12-year-old a Michael Bublé album. Yeah. That's like child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, so this is your opportunity now. To, um, which, Written notes on this. Well, I'll tell you what. Before before we get on to that, because I, I guess as uh, how, how did how did you get involved with radio? So um, we touched on it earlier, but basically I got to the age of twenty three and I was working as a copywriter in advertising, which I loved because it's so creative, and it's what I worked really hard for at uni. But I've always wanted to be a presenter, and I thought it's one of those things. It's in this realm of modelling. It's like you've got to do it early twenties. You can't hit forty and go, oh, I want to be a presenter. So I thought, all right, I'll give it a go. And then I started thinking, I made a show reel and all the usual stuff that you do. And I was walking through Soho and I found Soho Radio. And I was really inspired by the fact that they'd set this thing up in the back of a cafe. And it was just cool. It was just really cool. And I live really close to um, the infamous music entity that is the Boogaloo Pub in Highgate. Uh, very like, linked to, you know, Oasis and Libertines and... Um, Shane McGowan and like all that, all that kind of thing, and um, I got to thinking that if they had their own radio station, then it would be unstoppable because the amount of musical heritage there. So I kind of forgot about presenting. I just kind of thought, you know, it, I, I just thought if they had their own radio station, it would just 
be amazing if it's if you're building something on the foundations of over 20 years of like groundbreaking musical history and events that happened there and there's some stuff that's happened there and um, the landlord Jerry O'Boyle's previous pub Filthy McNasty's which again is really like infamous in the music mm -hmm. scene um, if we build something on the foundations of that you know who knows what we could do so um, Jerry and I got chatting and we were like, yeah, let's, let's give it a go. And we kind of just been making it up as we go along ever since. And uh, we launched, um, we've been going about a year and a half now. And we officially launched in January. And um, So where can people hear it? BoogalooRadio.com. You can watch the studio live and you can listen live. You can download the app. We have an app, you know, 21st century and all that. You can download the app, just search Boogaloo Radio and... Um, our mix cloud is really popular because we've got such a global... Our biggest audience is UK, US and Japan. So a lot of people get us actually on the catch-up because everything's podcasted. Mm -hmm. So if you go to mixcloud.com forward slash boogaloo radio, you've got the shows there. And we've got, you know, we've got the likes of Bernard Butler doing a weekly show, Dave Robinson from Stiff Records, um, some guys, Mike Smith and Rob from Warner Chapel. Um, and you've even got guys... Um, Alan McGee. Alan McGee signed Oasis famously. Um, we Did I had, see that Simon from the Claxons was involved? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie, sorry. Jamie Reynolds, Jamie. who's in a new band now called Yota with some of the guys from Gorillaz. Yep. They do a show on a Monday night. Um, we've had guests such as Johnny Marr, um, uh, LaRue and Placebo were on last Wednesday, back to back. That was a bit nuts. Um, Brick Smith has just joined the ranks. We've got wow. Andy Ross, who signed Blur, just joined Food the ranks. Records. Soul, who signed Suede, just joined the ranks. Nude. Nude Records, yeah. That's um, really, you've set this all up. Yeah, so it's, it's a bit nuts. That's absolutely amazing. But I think the thing that is bringing everyone back together and the, the thread that I'm finding is all these people are big names, they've done all this stuff and blah de blah and they get it and they, you know, that, that's, that's how they made their name. But they love the fact of the, the freedom element of it. None of our presenters like are amazing presenters but what they are amazing at is ch picking music Passion. because these are the people that have shaped the music industry for the past like let's say 60 years Shane McGowan did a podcast you know he's one of the greatest songwriters of all time Jamie T did a whole post the other day on his Instagram about the genius that is Shane McGowan and that's the reason these people I think flocked Boogly Radio because they get to exhibit what they're really about and not yes of course like Alan signed um, Oasis and you've got Andy did and Bernard wasn't swayed and all the rest of it but they've done a thousand interviews about yeah. that and they now get to exhibit what they're about now and yeah. about what they listen to now like Jamie does a hip hop show because that's what he's listening to now um, so they just have the creative freedom of it and that I think and they like the chaos of it and the fact it's in the bin shed at the Boogaloo and the Boogaloo's always stood for being a bit punk a bit DIY a little bit anything goes which means anything could happen um yeah, God, I get really passionate when I talk about it. So you should. That's an amazing achievement. Yeah, it's, and do you know what? It's a shitload of fun. Like, I don't think I love anyone as much as I love Boogly Radio. Like, it's yeah. just the most fun thing I've ever done. And if you told me three years ago, fuck it, three years ago, that I would have my own radio station with musical legends, I'd be like, all right, you're on crack. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's it's so fun. We've got um, Bangles in next week. We've got who? Um, we've got um, Suzanne Hoff. Yeah, which is calling in from LA. So we've got her. Oh um, my god! I'm trying to think what else we've come. We've got so much stuff coming up, and um, 
there's some stuff we can't talk about at the moment because it hasn't been confirmed. Um, but yeah, it's um, and we only just started. Like yeah. I'm terrified about next year. Like, <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. What an achievement. Yeah, lot of work. Lot of, can I just say there a lot of hard work. Like yeah, I don't come from a musical background and. It just, it's just a lot, like if you want to do anything like this, be prepared to basically work your ass off almost 24 seven. So yeah. It's paying off And though, that's right? my boss by Kelly's is on my workout playlist. Right. Because <laughs> I'm a boss. Okay, well as, as someone that's behind a, you know, a gang of DJs that are, are playing music they're passionate about and, and new music. Mm -hmm. So this is your opportunity now to, to shout about some new music and yeah. for track seven is the song that many people might not know that you'd like to give um, them a chance to listen so to. So I now feel really bad because I think she's called Yeji. Yeah. Um, but she is from Korea. Well, mm -hmm. she's from New York, but she's Korean and I really hope that's the right way to say it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was shown this song or like I was... Um, Just to spell it out for people, it's Y-A-E-J-I. Yes. Yeah. So I really hope I've said that right because otherwise I'm doing her a total disservice. I would have done the same as you. Yeah. Yeji. Or Yeji. Yeji. Yeah. I think it's Yeji. Anyway. Um, so I was showing this song, which is called Rain Girl, um, by a friend called Max Bloom, who was in the band Yuck. And he mm -hmm. did a show on... Um, Boogly Radio, but then Live Commitments hasn't, doesn't do it anymore, but his show was great. And he played a lot of electronica and stuff like that. So it was a little bit off the, off the beaten path for um, Boogly Radio, because obviously we're very indie. And he played this song, and I've never heard anything like it. And I just fell in love with it. And it's actually, because I used to say the one genre I don't like is house, and like electro and techno. And now I just love like, I love loads of house tracks and like Camel Fat's doing really well and the fact I even know that they're doing well is like a yeah. feat in itself. But yeah, so she is, um, she's a New York producer slash artist and she, her heritage is Korean. Um, this song, Rain Girl, is, um, it is a house track, I guess. Um, there's so many reasons I like it. I like it because it took me by surprise and I play it to some people and they don't really get it, but I think if you love music and all genres and you listen to it, you'll realize how forward-facing, forward-thinking she is and it is. Um, it, she basically, it, one, of the, one of the reasons I like Milkshake by Khalees, it's like my milkshake brings the boys to the yard. It's not really, it doesn't really make any sense. It's not like a well-structured sentence. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean grand things. And one of her lyrics is like, Mother Russia in my cup and my glasses fogging up. It's like, it's actually a bit nonsensical. It doesn't mean much. Mm. But she's just playing with language because she speaks Korean and then she'll just suddenly forget herself. In the track, it feels like she just suddenly starts speaking Korean and then she uses language to almost create a beat rather than mean anything. Yeah. Um, and it's got this deep, like, bassy, housey, like, undercurrent and then her lyrics kind of come in and it's all kind of, like, sensual again and kind of... I assume <laughs> when you're, like, in the club and you're, like, just in the moment and it just feels so... I don't know, she packs a lot into the track, basically. Yeah. And it, it, I just love the track so much. Did you listen to it? I haven't yet, no. Uh, no. Need to listen. It's so good. And I feel like I've got some facts about it. Um, no, I think I said it all. Oh, the, one <laughs> thing, the one thing that I do like about it is, it is she is from um, the States, from New York. Mm -hmm. um, and she is, her cultural heritage is Korean. 
And I've been getting into a lot of music recently and been like, oh, well, a lot of my presenters play me stuff. And I'm like, oh, who's that? Or where's that from? And it's normally some from some far reach of the globe. And I got thinking recently, like, technically, it's world music. Technically world music, but it's not world music. It's yeah. world music you expect, like, you know, like a rain stick and a bomb yeah, drum yeah, and stuff yeah, like it's, that. It's, it's, it's your interpretation of it, right? Yeah, and I just think that the internet, and as much as you, there's a love-hate, I have relationship with Spotify and um, Apple Music and stuff, but I just don't think world music exists anymore because you could be listening to some, like, Kurdish rap or some jazz from South Africa mm. or some punk band from Australia or yeah. whatever it is and I just I love the internet for that reason that it's just opened my ears and so many people's ears to so much music and a lot of my presenters are old school I mentioned Spotify to them they're like you might as well say like brain surgery yeah um and once I kind of ease them into it they've all said to me like it's amazing I've discovered yeah. all this new stuff yeah I'm playing new music and I'm like yeah good for you so um yeah I just love that track for also kind of like going against the grain of what world music is and she's just fucking cool mm. like she did boiler room set the other day and i watched it on youtube and i was like oh my god i'll never be as cool as her and um yeah the music video is really sick as well excellent well that sounds like a good point to to to, to finish on i mean what's 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 your day what, what's happening now where are you after next what's what's, what's an average day for you now um so wake up um check those emails because i the radio stations is fair it's fairly like international so you get emails at two o'clock in the morning um double check the presenters that are coming in um also to remind them they're coming in and then i um just get ready for the first presenter sometimes they're doing just vinyl sometimes they're doing cassette spotify whatever it is so i just get all the equipment to make sure and also just sound check it make sure it's working so they it's a smooth production um, and then I look at doing social media, double check if anyone's got a big guest on to make sure stuff's scheduled in to go out to, to promote their show. Our Twitter on Boogly Radio is very lively and we try to reply to everyone. And so where can people find this? It's at Boogaloo underscore radio. If you're the person that owns at Boogly Radio, please can we have it? Give <laughs> it back, you shits. <laughs> like, we have to do Boogly underscore radio. So, yeah, just make sure everyone's been replied to because we get a lot of tweets during the night about shows. Um, and is it Instagram, Facebook as well? Yeah, Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's for big announcements because I'm a big believer in don't spam people on Facebook. It's their yep. private world full of holiday photos and babies and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then Twitter is our most interactive platform. And Instagram is just for, like, our good-looking presenters. I'm only joking. It's <laughs> <laughs> we do about three grams a day, but yeah. and Instagram is just a whole thing. Um, yeah, so we're at Boogly Radio on Instagram. And then, yeah, just getting people in, getting them comfortable, getting them drinks because we're inside a pub. Yeah. Um, getting there, just getting through the show, making sure it runs smoothly, sending shows, because we upload everything to Mixcloud. As I was going to say, so anybody that's listened and, and heard you talk about all your presenters, someone wants to go and listen to Andy Rossi's show, yeah. Soundcloud? Um, all Mixcloud. Mixcloud. All of it's Mixcloud. So mixcloud.com forward slash Boogly Radio, and you'll find everything there. But our, the Mixcloud's synced to our website. So even if you go to our website and you go to the presenters page, it'll be there later, show up there website as well. address is? Booglyradio.com. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, just get through the shows all day. Um, reach out to people we'd like to do a show. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of emails, a lot of tweets all day. Yeah. And then in the evening, I go off and DJ at various venues across yeah. London. 
occasionally try and squeeze in a little falling over in the street scene. Yeah, once a week I tend yeah. to like completely do over my knees, wrists and one rib. It's like a, it's like a thing. Just brings you back down to earth. Course, it keeps it real. Course. Jen, thanks so much for coming in today and, and, and talking. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. And what you've achieved there is, is something you should be shouting about because that's, for someone that's worked in music industry and events and clubs and such for 27 years, to be able to turn that around in, in three years is absolutely incredible. Oh, so, thank you very much. So you should be very proud. All right. And yeah, and, and look forward to speaking again. Thanks yes. loads, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. Cheers, mate. There you have it. End of the episode. It's quite some achievement what she set up there, right? As you can see, I was quite blown away by it. Um, yeah, re re really nice person, Jen. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Jen, for coming down. And thanks to the Hoxton Square Barn Kitchen for letting us record there. Um, big thanks to 76 for producing this and Brad Acton for putting together the video content. And big shout out to My Name Is Ad for doing the artwork on this podcast. That's me done. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.